Welcome to episode eight of Hero Recall. My name is Tom, and uh, with me, as always, is uh, Tigrado Power over there in Canada. How's Canada doing today? Hot as fuck. Hot as fuck. That sucks, man. Mm-hmm. I was saying, I um, yeah, we had we had a bit of a heat storm here recently. Like, uh, me and my wife went to go play a round of mini golf, and it was like ninety six degrees or something. I, but luckily, it was one of those Hawaiian shaved ice places, so we had some some soothing Hawaiian shaved ice to keep us cool. Uh, Whenever I think of shaved ice, I think of Italy, but yeah, I don't think I, it's I that fancy. I can see Hawaii doing that too. Yeah, it's I just never thought of it before. Just ice with like a blob of artificial crap. It's it, yeah, it's fine. It's tasty enough, I guess, especially on a 96 degree day. So I'll take it. Um, so yeah, so um, what's new, man? Has uh, It's been a while, right? It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, it's been an awful lot that's happened. I think we've kind of perpetually been putting this episode off because every time something, you know, happens that we want to talk about, something else happens before we get a chance to record anything. And then we have to, like, take that into account as well. So we're at this kind of spot now where so many things have happened <laughs> that we really have to stop and just go, okay, now we're going to talk about it. Uh, and then we'll, we'll move about it uh, going forward. So right now, the biggest piece of news that's ever dropped for Overwatch, um, you know, is in full effect on the PTR, and that is the enforced roll lock of 222. Um, so... Previously, as you know, anyone familiar with the game of Overwatch by now will know, GOATS was meta. Um, that's three tanks, three supports, uh, a very specific set of them that would interchange. But then towards the end of stage three, we started to get a few DPS heavy stuff uh, creeping in. I think Shanghai really put themselves out there and said, okay, we're, gonna, we're going with this. Uh, and there's, you, know, you can't change our minds and it paid off for them. Um, but where do you think we're at? Where do you think, do you think this was a good move? Do you think it is past due, uncalled for, uh, or do you think it was the best decision they've made in a while? Now, initially I thought this is going to take a lot of creativity out of the game and just like, (laughs) you're not going to have all these crazy things like last minute switches. But then I thought about it more and playing the PTR, I'm like, this is a good thing because a it's rating you based on your role, so you're gonna have more fair matches based on how good you are at a certain role. B, um, you're not gonna have like three DPS or two DPS and one person who wants to play DPS so who then decides to throw because they're not on DPS. You still might have people throwing, but then they're really trying and they're gonna just tank their own I rating see, on a roll, uh, so you're not gonna get messed with I think match tr- of them. Troll maze are probably gonna go up in percentage because uh, when the DPS want to throw, realistically, if they're forced to stick with DPS, they're probably going to May. Do you think? May is kind of meta right now, though. That's true. That's, <laughs> That's true. That's the yeah. scary part. You do, you're yes. never gonna know if your fucking spawn door is gonna be closed off or not. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's uh, for the most part good. Yeah. Especially me playing support. I've been playing support a lot on the roll key because tank you right now off to Sigma. You're in there forever. Don't try it. Well, try it once. <laughs> but you're going to be in there for several million years. Um, but with support, it actually feels like people kind of have a better idea of what they're doing. You still get the DPS who are flanking and then blame you when they get killed for not right. paying attention or going off on their own. But it generally feels more fair and more like your team's actually trying. It doesn't fix everything, yeah. but it reduces the probability that you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> I think th- I think 
if you try and look at it objectively, right, if you take out, you know, <coughs> the idea of the fact that they have to they have to keep an entire eSport in mind when they're making these types of changes, like, that, that's a lot of money that's going into, you know, this whole Overwatch League um, franchise that has to be has to be has to have deserved value and i think that to an extent a lot of the changing it up is trying to keep the numbers up on like watching and stuff i think people maybe felt like goats was getting a bit uh, stale and they wanted to see more of the damage dealers come out again so some of it is no doubt for those reasons but then on the other side i, I try and think about this right so when you're starting a, a match now or before you know two two, two comes in um you're looking at the the hero select screen. There's so many possibilities. You, maybe you select like uh, you know a DPS that you want to play, and then two other people choose DPS after, and you feel like, well, shit, like fuck me, right? Like I was trying to be nice and balance the team out, and not get it stolen from me. So those yep. moments will just literally not exist anymore. Like if you're in the DPS well, queue, you have to exist. play DPS. They might still exist, but to a lesser extent, with someone just picking your hero before you do. Yeah, yeah, but, but I think that's better. it limits the possibility of that, and it limits the damage yeah. of you just, like, oh, I want to play DPS. You're going to be guaranteed to be playing DPS now. There's quite a few oh, games that are won or lost in the spawn room, I think. There's quite a few games that are won or lost in the spawn room. Like, at the beginning, they'll look at the composition. One person will be, like, edgy about it, or they'll be keeping an eye on one particular player because they chose Widow or whatever. And um, and that is, that's what breeds tilting in this game, to be honest. So, I guess it takes some of that out of it as well, because it's basically the tank saying, I want to play tank. I can't wait to play tank. I'm going to be <laughs> the best tank I can be, you know? Um, and not just some dude that, like, is secretly a tracer main but got forced into Orissa for the 15th time today and it's just having a shitty time with things. You know what I mean? So I like that. I like that at least everyone knows. I think because I think everyone has at least two heroes in a pool that they feel very comfortable on if they've been playing the game for this amount of time. Since launch. And the other thing I really like about it is that I'm actually I don't play DPS because I never get the chance to. And I think that I can be good at it, but I just never have the practice. So I end up on a DPS here. I'm like, I don't know what to do because I haven't done this in a while. Right. And it will feel, feel more fair for me to try and I'll be matched against people. Of a similar caliber. I skill up and I'll exactly. build up. On, on console, <clears throat> I'm not worried about it because when I go to console now, I can just... I, I can even sometimes get headshots as Widow on console. So <laughs> way more consistently than I used to be able to. But on PC, no. <laughs> I just, it's hard. It's, no. it's hard. I, can't, I don't know how to play Tracer. On, on console, I'm a crazy, scary Tracer. On this, I'm like, nope, nope, I can't kill anything. It's just... But I'll get a chance to be better now. Yeah, I'm, I, I, uh, I tell you what, I do kind of like... I like that there's five placements instead of ten. I think that was, and I like that there's one for each type of role. I think that was an amazing choice. Honestly, though, half of me just like, why do you even have the placements to begin with? Just fucking do away with them. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, realistically, like you should place once. I think, and then just at the end of every season, you start where you left off and you earn it. You know what I mean? Because it's so it it's so random. Like I feel like when I'm playing placement games, I'm literally just sat there and. I'm blind to how my SR is moving in regular match terms. So if I win five and lose five, I should be roughly even. And, you know, I'm, I basically will have the same SR I had last time, but I just couldn't see it for 10 matches. You know what I mean? And it's kind of, it's weird to me. I don't know. 
See, I like placements just because of the whole win-loss record thing, and you just... I like the mystery. I don't know. It's not really, like, I think it's a great thing. I just... I kind of like not knowing. Okay. I feel a bit less stressed sometimes. Sometimes during placements, I feel more stressed, but that's more if I have a new account. If it's an account I already have, I'm less stressed about it. I'm like, okay... Well, I might have lost that much, but I did really well. So maybe it's basically right. just hoping and praying that things work out for you. No one knows. No one knows how how to do it right. Um, so either way, um, that's that's some pretty huge news. And let's talk about it in the terms of how they put it across to the general public. So, um, okay. First of all, let me have a look at the PTR notes. So when they first put it out... Um, Initially, they they had to make a lot of kind of tweaks that went with it. Um, most of those tweaks centered around the fact that goats was now no longer going to be a thing. So, how do you counter for people that were basically getting the majority of their value out of being surrounded by other people? Um, so, in terms of that, they they made some big hefty changes. They made a change to your girl, um, Brigida. How do you feel about that? Because I know that you're like. You were interested in how that was going to play out, or whether that was going to slow you down, and he did it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Some people are going to call that big change in nerf. Every time they do something that a lot of people call a nerf, I just think it, it it just comes across as a buff to me. I like can still fucking slay on that bitch. <laughs> like, you see me playing Brigitte against you, just just jump off the map, just go away. Like, it's it's just like it's I was going to in in a queue where i was playing alone without team chat i was getting like 70 percent kill participation things like i in my in my comp placements on ptr i mostly played brigida and i made it work i won five four out of five matches and i the repair pack works in a way that i wanted to use it originally anyway they have three of them now they don't burst heal but they heal over time i don't feel like oh that person's a bit low our other healer isn't paying attention to them i can't give them this repair pack because i need to wait till someone's almost dead i can actually give them that and it because it repairs over time if they go take damage they're going to be repaired a little bit during that so it gives a bit of sustain and i don't know it's really nice just to be able to heal multiple people without swinging so it gives me a few more options, and I just like it. And the shield, I thought, when I looked at the shield numbers, going from 500 to 200, I'm like, that's way too much. But when I played as it, I'm like, it doesn't really feel that bad. I think it's the way on, I use the shield. Yeah, because, like, you travel distance very quickly, and you generally stick to, like, cover and things like that. You're not, like, just, you know, strolling across large open areas towards a bastion with the shield. So you basically use it mostly for close-up combat. So the 200, I didn't think, would be, would be too much of a deal. See, I use it. I use it in a way where I'm just like, I need to use this shield for long enough to get some of my abilities back, and then I can... Right throw my combos out and get more healing from my passive so so uh the big changes that they made to brigida well i'll go into those ones specifically uh just because they they really did do a lot for her um inspire her passive the healing amount is increased from 100 to 130 but the self-healing from inspire is now halved uh repair pack as you duly mentioned has three charges the healing amount changed from 150 to 120 but it now heals over two seconds instead of instantly and if you throw multiple packs at the same per uh, person the current 
duration will be extended by two seconds. Whip shot, outgoing velocity increased from 60 to 80, retracting time reduced from 0.6 seconds to 0.3. Barrier shield health reduced from 500 to 200. Shield bash, stun duration reduced from 0.9 seconds to 0.75 seconds, and her ultimate costs increased 10%, which by the way is on top of the 12% that they added across the board as well. Um, so yeah. That's the that's everything that they did to Brigida. How does that whip shot feel? It feels so good now. Does I mean it didn't feel bad before, but the retract speed, I don't feel like I get absolutely screwed over if I miss. <laughs> I still have a moment where I'm like, oh shit, but it's not like <laughs> right. I'm screwed. Which some people be like, well, you just should have aimed it better. But I mean, there's sometimes where you just like you want to knock something away and then yeah. It's just, you're just stuck standing there like, yeah! Waiting for the animation, yeah. <laughs> um, a couple more quality of life changes that we're throwing around here. I mean, depending on whether you want your quality of life to be good or bad, I suppose. Uh, Doomfist Quick Melee no longer pauses ammo reload, so that's nice. He can uh, he can reload and uh, melee. And then uh, Hanzo got his Storm Arrows ammo reduced from six to five, so he can no longer burst six arrows. He can only do five. Uh, Fade for Moira was changed so that... Uh, it could be used when she was stunned, which was one of the more controversial changes. And don't worry, we're going to get back to that one shortly. Uh, but for a while it was there, uh, she could fade out of sleep. She could fade out of shatter. She could fade out of Sigma's stuff, like anything. Any. If you can imagine it, she could fade out of it. Yeah, basically. she was unkillable, basically. Uh, and then Arisa's protective barrier cooldown increased from eight seconds to nine. Um, I think a lot of people, they said they felt that the barrier felt oppressive um, because essentially like you could burn through it and it will be back, you know, really, really quickly unless everybody's focusing it. So I think that's a fair change. I, I have oh, no yes. problems with that. Oh, yes. Uh, Reinhardt's new passive, Steadfast, reduces knockback effects by 30%. So the boy bit more of a chunk and he can, uh, you know, get booped around a bit less. Sombra hack duration on enemy players reduced from 6 seconds to 5. EMP activation time increased from 0.5 seconds to 0.65 seconds. Kind of pointless, most of that. Now, uh, here's where a lot of people got tilted, uh, specifically Symmetramains. Symmetra's teleporter. Oh, the changes. Uh, so now it lasts an infinite duration until it's destroyed. Players can destroy their teleporter with the ability to input. Cooldown now starts when teleporter is destroyed. Cooldown increased from 12 seconds to 15 seconds. Maximum range increased from 25 meters to 30 meters. Teleporter breaks if the entrance is more than 40 meters from the exit. And teleport reuse time increased from 1 second to 1.5 they really fucked with her teleporter like they went to town on that thing and most people are really mad about it. I think they why are I people tell. mad about it it feels so I don't good know. i don't know like, I was a lot the... of people then again a lot of people are still using it like the old teleporter just to teleport turrets around right but, like moving your team around it's so nice like it's so good i had some matches where we were facing bunker and we basically got around it by teleporting with symmetra and it was like this is great. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's interesting. I think a lot of people kind of got accustomed to doing like the teleporter um, uh, mind bomb and stuff. You know what I mean? Where they would just kind of like have the teleport spawn behind them with three uh, turrets in it. Um, so I think people are kind of mad that that type of technique is lesser used now, although it's basically still That's, the same. It's still possible. It's, yeah. You can still do it. It's just like 
it's, it's not weird. so effective uh and then tracer's pulse bomb damage increased from 300 to 350 she's got it back up there not quite at her 400 she was at where she could uh, take out a bastion but still uh wrecking bull minefield increased projectile speed from 10 to 13 causing the mines to spread out more this makes it easier to create a wider minefield especially from the high in the air uh, i think and... they i think they undid that to an extent though mm. i think that was one of the things they changed again we'll check it yeah speaking. Uh, and they reduced the deployment time from 0.25 to 0.1. Uh, I have not played a lot of Wrecking Ball, but I really want to if that like faster time because there's so many times where I've done a really good minefield and everyone just walks the fuck out of it anyway. There's a lot of it's people so that were a little upset about that one too, actually, um, for minefield, because I think a lot of people like to do that kind of small tech where, um, you know, basically you would hit the ground drop the mines the enemy goes up falls on the mines uh in a kind of a smaller area and i think people thought that spreading them out that far uh basically well, made that harder made it, i think that's why they might have undid it that they made the mines activate faster right. that's what i'm talking about right right that's true that's the thing i'm looking for but i don't know um, i don't remember if, what the projectile speed thing was so but I heard they, they decreased projectile speed from 13 to 12 afterwards uh they decreased symmetra's teleporter cooldown from 15 to 12 seconds and the reuse time decreased from 1.5 to 1 um emp it says uh reworded from previous patch notes for clarity activation time increased from 0.2 to 0.35 and then diva pilot ultimate cost reduced by 12 percent. so diva gets a drop in um getting her mech back uh, and then when they made those kind of bigger wider sweeping changes they took away moira's ability to fade out of stuns uh they did a cooldown reduction on one of Sigma's moves, the Kinetic Grasp, then we'll get into that a little bit later, and then uh, mostly just fixed a few bugs. So, yeah, um, they're still balancing right now, but it's been a pretty big answer to GOATS, this 222 um, roll queue, and of course it's affected the, um, the, the pro game as well quite significantly. So um, I'm excited. I, I really am. I can't wait for it to get like widespread. So it's just like the norm. I think the games are going to be better, fairer. I think that more people will feel better about their SR too because they're going to, you know, like at least be closer to where they feel like they should be at with, spe with a specific character class. Although... I have actually seen a lot of like people saying they were so confident that they were going to like slay it on support and get like, you know, 45 on support. But um, they like they were like shit on support, but they're suddenly like they're like a grandmaster tank or whatever. For some reason, like they said, it was really weird. I think I don't know. It's really weird. I did four out of five. I got one four out of five support license and I got I got diamond. I won like two out of five tank placements and i got almost diamonds considering that my main account my account on not ptr is like 2700 <laughs> so i increased on those things i think it knows that my dps on pc isn't so good though so i think it's balancing that out but i do think they're probably going to do some tuning to the system maybe yeah i think they'll have to i think they'll have because they said that but i'm not sure because i feel like that those support and tank ratings for me were pretty fair <laughs> well, that's what i felt it says that um they've been actually collecting data for it for like a while a good while they like were studying four months or something yeah before they moved over so and i have not played that much dps on pc right. <laughs> Uh, of course, the new the, alongside Roll Lock, there is a new hero release too. That is Sigma. Don't worry. 
we got you. We're going to be going into a whole thing on him later, but uh, we'll skip that for now. And then, of course, it is Summer Games time, which means that Lucia Ball came out to play. Been playing some competitive Lucia Ball today. Um, and yeah, and now they're kind of they're kind of doing the skins differently. So instead of having the typical Summer Games thing where they just release a batch of skins and you just like win them or buy them, um, they're doing some that are kind of those event-based things like the Nano Cola Diva um, and the um, the Bastet for Ana. Basically, it's just win nine games, people. It's yeah, the same thing. <laughs> so just win nine games and get a skin. They made it we'll, seem like know. they were going to make a different objective for it. They didn't. They no, didn't. Yeah, <laughs> they, they misled us. It did feel like they were going for a different game mode or something. Like, no, we're just going to make your skins weirder to get so yeah it's it's a it was a weird one i do love it though i, I love this time of year especially for lucio ball uh, it's one of my favorites so really happy that's up and running right now making a push for masters uh so okay uh, let's get into actual league news because there's been quite a bit that's happened so since we last talked to you um, the Shanghai Dragons became the stage three champions playing. And they beat NYXL and Titans on the way to do it. They wrecked everybody on the way to do it. Yeah. And eventually taken out shock. It was a hell of a game. Uh, it really did go like a good distant time. And uh, I think more so than anything, the most impressive thing for me is just watching Ding and DM just fly in the face of goats and be like fucking have all the goats you want boys you still can't touch me in the sky or over here like when i'm fucking headshotting you like they're ridiculous dps duo they really are the, the dragons are so lucky to have those so that was great um there's a magical moment especially after the 42 uh loss uh start to their uh their time with the league um one of the things they did announce which actually hasn't been touched on that much and i wanted to talk about it was league picks beta so league picks is something that they're implementing into the Twitch stream, where basically uh, before a match, about an hour before a match, uh, or an hour before the live broadcast, if you will, they're going to put up some options for you to select some things. So things like, who do you think is going to win out of all the games? Who do you think is going to have the most elims? Who do you think is going to have the most health? Like, who's going to win out of this person or this person? Like, lots of little kind of like, you know, select a box uh, type questions. And then uh, you will win tokens for um, in-game skins, the Overwatch League skins, for getting stuff right. So everything that you get right, you earn like 25 tokens or whatever. It's pretty dope. I like it. It's kind of like gambling without money. So that's always nice. Um, but also, it makes you feel like it feels more sporty to me, you know, having like picking winners and stuff like I, I never really thought about people betting on Overwatch. But I mean, I guess they could, you know, there's people nothing to stop bet. that. People will bet on fucking snails racing, man. That's I mean, true. if it's a competition, <laughs> people are going to fucking bet on it. That's Let's true. be honest here. I wonder if it's like big in, in Korea, South Korea, like betting on esports. I don't know if gambling's actually... I Might Korea, be illegal. There's several, there's several countries, I don't know what is in Korea, but there's several countries that don't like that sort of thing. I mean, Korea, they banned, uh, what was it, boosting. Oh, yeah. They weren't they fucking around boosting. with that. No, so I don't know. Time. I don't know what yeah. the situation is there, but I uh, people are really into esports there, so anything's possible. I just I actually don't know how they'd feel about betting. No idea. So someone I'm, in the comments, let us know if you know about Korea. Please, yes, if you are Korean or if you know. I want to be more educated. Yes. I am trying by uh, being a fan of the London Spitfire now. So 
So uh, alongside the London Spitfire, who's like, he's just changing his teams every week, folks. Uh, we also have some fun news for um, a member of uh, my beloved Philadelphia Fusion that uh, that left left our, our ranks. He was a very popular fellow. You may say he's that he was freed. He's a very attractive fellow. His name is Fraggy, and he got traded uh, to the Guangzhou Charge. Uh, alongside um, Bishu. Bishu ended up there as well, another bench warmer. And then uh, Philly acquired Kib out of the deal. So they paid cash for Bishu and they got Kib for Fraggy. So uh, most people, you know, when the Guangzhou charge came out, all the first uh, match, were excited to see Fraggy and a little let down when he wasn't there um, when Rio uh, started. But then... Uh, they played, and uh, it was was it Boston? It was Boston. Wasn't it was it? Boston. Yeah, and then it was they they three owed them, and then it was like and map then they four. They literally swapped five out of the six players with subs. They had and just they not won. had game time, they and they still, still won. won. Yeah, send out the B because squad. Because Boston has terrible coaching staff. They, I love the players. Yeah. I still support the players, but I don't support the organization because fuck you, suck. Fusion anyway. needs to get. To fusions. We need to see those two merge into one thing, and then everyone will be happy. We'll have a good I main tank. I want fusions to be somewhere where he'll, he'll, be, he'll be appreciated. He'll be with cool. Boombox and Kip. He'll be like a, let's just make Team Philly Britain. Team UK, okay? Let's just do that. <laughs> then I can just be super happy. Anyway, Fraggy, uh, super happy. He had a great time. They had him and Bishu on stage after. he was after. doing the fucking flexing after and everything. Yeah. It was great. It's it was wonderful. A little it's bit so of a tear. A little bit of a tear to see him there. I think he uh, he so, really felt the love. I like Guangzhou now, by the way. Everybody, hi. <laughs> yeah. So that's another. I still like Outlaws. Outlaws are the only one who always stay. Outlaws yeah. always have my heart. Add it to the list. All right. So uh, next up, let's talk about the World Cup because it's coming up fast. Um, one of the things that was kind of interesting. Um, was that some players have officially come out and said they won't be playing this year. I think we kind of took it for granted that people would. It's, it's weird, isn't it, that you would opt out of a World Cup? Because if you think about it, like... It's not, though. What? It, what how because so? of the time frame. Okay. You have league going much further into the year. It's a much longer season, and it's so close. Like, World Cup is going to be really close to the beginning of next season, so you're going to be switching, like... You have to go from being with your team. Like, think about, like, soccer clubs and FIFA World Cup and stuff. I mean, they have the summer off. So that's when they have the World Cup. And you can... And they already play with their national team somewhat regular. Like, they go on leave breaks. But you don't have that in Overwatch. They're not playing with their um, national teams in friendly matches or competitions or whatever during the league. They're playing with their team all the time. So you have to switch gears and be like, oh, I'm going to have to get used to all these players again. I haven't played with them in a while. Yeah. Why go through the trouble when I have to go start and then reset again and go back with my other team, who's probably going to have new roster changes that I'll have to get used to all over again? Like, why not just get used to things? That's fair. I just, I don't know. I always, I'm so used to like, and if even, I'm so used to like in the World Cup and stuff, like, People wanting to represent their country, though. You know what I mean? Like getting to play for England or getting to play for the USA or whatever. It was like this big kind of like dream come true scenario. Yes. But here's the thing. Honestly, some countries just because of their culture and because of their environment, they have a lot more bigger player pools and they're going to have they're going to be favored. That's not to say that nobody's, I mean, Korea has won every single world cup so far. And that's because they have a great system. They have a great esports. um, 
fandom over there. So the players have more support to do their thing, and they have a bigger talent pool to choose from, so they can choose the best of the best. Now, other countries, it's going to be hard to do that, so sometimes you have to be like, yeah, I'm really good at my role, but is everyone in my country going to be able to support me the way that we will? That's why we see mixed rosters in Overwatch League. And I feel like people, the bigger prize is Overwatch League. That's what everyone's talking about. That's what's advertised more. Um, I don't think Overwatch World Cup has been shown on ESPN. I could be wrong on that. Maybe they showed it last year. I feel like... The, each one feeds into the other though you know it's kind of like the better the league does the better the world cup will do and vice versa because there's a lot of people that came to the league from the world cup like it was a world cup See, thing before it was in the league i came into the league i'm the opposite like i just i don't really care about world cup that much i might watch it more this year but i honestly don't really care who wins i just want to see good overwatch that's the only yeah, thing i'm going fair. for um, so speaking of it, uh, a couple teams have already announced their rosters. So I'm going to dig in a little bit here to a couple of them. So uh, first of all, Team China, Team China looking strong, man. So they have Gu- Gushu, Gushui, Aiming, uh, Late Young, Elsa, Vettel, Leave, Crystal, Eileen, Jinmu, Kyo, Gary, Coldest, Faraway, and Secret playing, uh, and you know, a lot of obvious uh, names there that people will recognize. Uh, and then we have Denmark. Denmark has Zapre, Fisher, uh, Obling, Shax, Moors, uh, Naga, Molfog, uh, Fig, sorry, Molfig, uh, da, 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 Anders, Henningsen, Scaler, Ding, Honey, and Kalex uh, from Boston Uprising. In fact, most of that is is contenders and nowhere near uh, uh, the league except for Kellex by the looks of it. Uh, Finland. Finland has uh, Taimu, Tam, sorry, Davin, Olu, Ricky Fox, RCK, Zappis, LH Cloudy, Milky Man, Shaz, Zuppa, uh, Masa, and Jofi. And then, so no Fraggy for Finland. Was he friendly? Is he Finnish? I feel like he's yes. Finnish, right? He is from... It's Finnish. Which one is? I think he's from Turku. I forget which city he's from. Why do we got? I all of a sudden forgot this. I looked at the city and I'm like, oh, he's from that city. I guess sure he's they're going to use Cloudy as a main tank. Then maybe hard to tell. Um, I need to- France, Leaf, Kegazi, Soon, Asking, AKM, Hardest, Suna. Poco, Tech36, Chubbs, FD God, and Hype. Uh, so pretty good there, I think, between Soon and Poco, AKM. It's a strong lineup. Uh, Germany, we have Hadi, Dyer, Moose, Dacron, Engineer, Kozak, Raddy, Fi, That Ace, Refid, IBTB, and Palace. Uh, and Team Greece, McClone, Kyubi, Psycho, Robert, Grafa, The Cook, Fable, Seisma, Less track Jobin, Kaler, McJohn. Um, don't know anyone from that. That's like, that's <laughs> got to be the randomest team, Greece. I'm surprised they even have a team. That's so weird. Uh, Hong Kong, uh, Kreko, Siskit, or Mikau, uh, Moonblue, Mui, I'm Crazy, Matt, Step, Steven, Jazzy, Kelvin, Mango Jai, and Ye Wind. And then, God, Latvia? Yeah, I'm not getting into Latvia. Let's just find ones there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think Latvia would field a team. It's so weird. I'm pretty sure they did last year. I'm not sure. It's Philippines, Saudi Arabia has a whole team going out there. Uh, yeah, South Africa. Wow. Let's, let's talk about South Korea. So here's South Korea so far. Architect, Carpe, Decay, Haksal, Nene, uh, Choi Hyo Bin, Janu, Mano, Bdosin, 
Harif, Animo, and IDK. That is a scary fucking lineup, man. Oh, yeah. That is terrifying. Holy shit. You guys be scared if Fidocean gets on. Right. <laughs> and Choi. Freaking Choi. Choi and Janu, like, those are both very good off tanks, but Choi is right. terrifying. Uh, Team UK, uh, that's that's my boys. KSP, Kib, Linux, Zeal, Brute, Smex, Fusions, Numlocked, Boombox, Funny Astro, Cruise, and Slur. Funny Astro making the team is interesting. I'd like to see uh, whether they choose to field him over Cruise at any point. So yeah, so lots of really cool sort of announcements, though I think China and um, Hong Kong are looking probably the strongest there. Hong Kong? Not Hong Kong, sorry, South Korea. China and South Korea. Hong Kong, I can't even remember. Um, I would also yeah. add, for all you guys out there to watch, watch out for Finland and watch out for the US. I think they're also going to be up there this year. Canada, I feel like they're going to have a really bad year. Um, is Super <laughs> doing the tank for USA? Okay, so they haven't actually filtered down to their seven, but Super and Muma, like, they have three main tanks in their tank uh, Wow roster that they can choose from is they've got Muma, Super, and Fact Fiction. The only off-tank, dedicated off-tank there is um, Space. Hmm. Interesting. Although people have said, like, yeah, Super can also off-tank, but that's probably not what they're, the way they're going to go. So we, we'll have to see. I think I, they're kind of... I think they'll field Super. I think they'll field, they'll field him. They'll probably, they'll probably take Muma as backup, but... Um, okay, and then, uh, yeah, so... This was a bit of big news. So one of the the interesting or most interesting things to come out of last year's uh, Overwatch World Cup was uh, this young gentleman called Leave. Leave uh, was absolutely yeah, absolutely terrifying. From all accounts, yeah. I did not watch the game Canada versus China, but apparently Leave carried. <laughs> yeah. That's He's what I heard. Insane uh hit scan DPS uh player. His McCree is out of this world. Like he was just yeah, it was killer. Uh so he's gonna be joining Chengdu. Uh so Chengdu's starting to get more and more formidable as time goes on. Um and I think they're gonna be everybody. Huge. Note everybody, he's not going to be of age this year, so he can't play this year. But nope. they've hired him for next year They're in anticipation. Smart. They're smart. <laughs> and trust me, if any country is going to be challenging South Korea for sure this year, it's going to be China. They have a good chance of winning. Um, and then uh, I wanted to point this out just because I thought it was cool. So for the first time ever, uh, a Saudi Arabian player has made contenders, and that is KSA. KSA is going to be joining Young and Beautiful as they are preparing to take on Angry Titans. Uh, and uh, yeah, I thought that was really exciting because, um, you know, uh, the, the one of the things that about Overwatch that's always kind of been part of the DNA of it from day one is the diversity of the game itself and the characters in game. So the fact now that we're finding players from not just like all over the map, because we already have that stuff there, but from countries that traditionally just don't really do this type of stuff. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's so cool um, to see that, that expansion and get some more players from some lesser known um, gaming countries uh, to join in, in the eSport of Overwatch. So happy about that. I think that's cool. Young and Beautiful is a great team, too. Uh, and then we have uh, Aspen. Do you want to talk about Aspen's update for everybody? This she's is, going pro. She's going pro. She's ditching Cloud9. And, uh, yeah. As a streamer. As a streamer. She was a streamer yeah. for them. So now um, she's going to be trying to go pro with Overwatch. She's really excited about it. A lot of people are uh, fans of Aspen. I think... More so, I'm just happy to see more ladies try and tackle the the league because, you know, Gagori's had a whole lot of 
shit on our shoulders since day one. I feel like she could use at least one other person to help bear bear the load a little bit and nope. allow for more people to come through. Side note, Shanghai actually played Gagari in a match. They did, recently. yeah. And they won, and I think she won, they won the map. It was only for one map, I think. But they won. They won the map. So I think of 2-2-2, we might see Gagari more again. I saw uh, they posted on Twitter, they just had like in parentheses, she's here. <laughs> that was it. That's all they posted. Yeah, that was that was hype. I like that. She has arrived. <laughs> I'm excited. I still have my Gagari season one jersey. Alrighty, uh, and then the last thing that I want to dig into, and I just thought this was interesting, and I thought it might spark some conversation. So, this is this the weirdest goddamn exchange um, that happened in July 25th. Um, Crystal from uh, Hanzo Spark. <laughs> oh basically. dear. Here we go. Yeah, so Crystal from Hangzhou Spark uh, went home for for some <laughs> some reason, some like family something family or other. Medical emergency, I think, was something. Right. Family uh, medical issue, so someone in the family probably was sick. So he went, but then I feel like I guess he didn't tell them that like how long he was going to be gone or something, and they were just like waiting for him to show up, and he never did. Here's the story that I've heard. He asked for ten days, or. Like, he asked for 10 days, was going to go back, had visa issues. People can correct me if I'm wrong. This is just the version This I've is heard. his, yeah, this is, is his had version. visa issues, and the team wasn't clear on if he should take more leave. Like, apparently a whole bunch, like, both sides probably were unclear on something here. That's what it sounds like, is that yeah. there's a little it's, bit from party A, a little bit from party B. It sounds like my understanding is that, like, he was going to come back. He had full intentions to come back, but he encountered visa issues, and he's like, he wasn't sure what he to do. He was, I, I imagine he must have told the team, but like right. maybe he said, like, I'll get this sorted out before I come back. Somebody, probably both sides screwed up to some degree. Yep. <laughs> it's a mess. It's yeah. like, it's like on the level, this not quite on the same level, but like the drama here is almost at the same level as the Boston Valiant trade that fell through. It is. It's that kind of energy it's one of those overwatch is an anime type moments oh, you know yes. yeah so essentially yeah he left he didn't tell him you know the situation and they warned him uh they told him he's going to be fined three times his salary um so each day he's gone oh, each day he's gone and it says they wish him you know to be serious about his wrong and get back to the team as soon as possible but they posted this like on their tw on their official twitter page as like a statement from the hunger yeah. spark like they put his ass on blast in it public like, like this could have been handled behind the like scenes heady fucking energy right? here like, it was like so dramatic like, it's so the oh opposite gosh, of the so, spark so you're so cute and then hangzhou can apparently cut a bitch right. he's holy fuck yeah like the <laughs> team that's... has a fucking knife and he's coming for you <laughs> They're so renowned for being this cutesy kind of like adorable organization. They straight up put his ass on blast. I did. I did have to chuckle uh, on this one. But yeah, he said he was. He apologized. He publicly apologized. Uh, tried to explain himself, and I think that whole scenario is resolved now. But either way, to me, this like the handling of it was more so what drew my attention. Like, really, like is that the best way to to? To do that, like, come on. I would have at least kind of just quietly had a word with him. I don't know. I guess maybe just because he hadn't checked in. I don't know. And what have we learned today, class? Don't fuck with Telly. Don't fuck with Telly. Not if you not if you want to get paid. Because he ain't having <laughs> and any. His little seal, his little seal <laughs> probably 
fucking murder you too. <laughs> All righty. So, so that's that's your update for the game and the league. And let's talk about that for a second. That's a lot of shit that just happened. So we have basically they've completely redesigned like the the rules of the game, uh, which is a pretty huge. This is news. this is Overwatch two, right? Maybe kind of Overwatch two point oh one point oh one point five maybe. Um, <laughs> So they have that. Fraggy, uh, of course, returned to form. Really happy about that. Stage four underway with the roll lock. Uh, and then we had the leak picks, which is going to be kind of nice. The World Cup teams that have been announced so far, including Greece. So I know you're all waiting for that one. And then uh, Leave joining Chengdu. They have uh, contenders gaining the first ever Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabian player in KSA. That's been going pro and Crystal going AWOL. And <laughs> with that, uh, let's move on to personal focus. So uh, it's been a while since we treated this properly because it's kind of like we talked about our own play for a little bit and then we kind of like went went dry on it for a while and we were just choosing like favorite maps and stuff but I, I thought I'd bring it back this episode and actually be like okay so what have you been doing you know so uh, what's been your what are your personal challenges right now like what are you trying to achieve with the game where are you trying to get to how are you living so recently I've actually been playing the PTR a lot Okay. Both because Sigma's there and because of the rollout. But mostly what I've been doing on the BTR is playing support and increasing my flexibility on support. I've really been working on my Zen recently. I've been working uh, past few days with Baptiste because I think Baptiste is going to be pretty powerful in this next few months of the game. He seems to be being used in the league a bit more. Rascal definitely seems to have a good handle on him right now. Rascal's play for shock on, on Baptiste's second and nine. But I don't think we're going to see him on Baptiste straight now. Yeah. I don't know what... I haven't watched a shock match. Um, I don't even know. Yeah, I haven't seen one since they started. But I do see people still using Baptiste. I do think he's going to be... Like, when you have Hagarisa, um, he's going to be pretty good with them. And I've been learning yeah. a lot. I've been obviously trying to master the new Brigadier changes. I think I have a pretty good handle. Obviously, can't totally master anything in just a short time, but I have a pretty good handle. And when I went back to regular Overwatch, I was like, why do I only have one health pack? What the fuck is this? <laughs> so I'm already used to it. Brigida's the one who I can always just get used to really quickly whenever they change her. But those are the most, most of the things I've been doing. Uh, I haven't really been doing tank that much because it's really difficult to get in the queue because everyone wants to play Sigma. <laughs> so it's a long queue. And DPS, I'm just not really touching because I'm not too interested. I legitimately never thought I'd hear the day when someone said, oh, there's a long queue if you want to be a tank. Like just, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's sort of going down now. But yeah, recently the I've been selecting, like, over. you can put me on tank or support, and it always puts me on support. So the support queue is still shorter. Hmm. But um, last time we went into PTR, both, all the queues said less than five minutes. Yeah. So they were all even. I still feel like support was probably the shortest of those. Anyway, so but I've been mostly working on the support. That's I, what I've been doing. I played PTR a little bit just to kind of get my head around Sigma. I was excited uh, with the the launch of Sigma. Um, we we tweeted out like a congratulations on the origin story video, which I think is one of the best pieces of uh, my phone media. Was that... going off for fucking days. <laughs> yeah, I so I, I thanked um, the 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 voice actor for Sigma, uh, Boris Heistand, and. Uh, yeah, he retweeted it and it kind of went off a little bit. So, um, but yeah, so Sigma, uh, I, uh, yeah, I had a really good time playing him on the PTR. I had a really good time doing the roll lock. I did mostly support. I was also playing, um, I play it right now, ton of Zen, 
Um, Lucio, I'm kind of map specific for Lucio right now. I will try. I don't ever want my Lucio skills to get like stale, so I'll play him randomly, like just to kind of keep up with him because I feel like he's one of the higher skilled characters to kind of uh, that you can rust up on fast if you haven't played him for a while um but i've also actually been playing a lot of tank uh i've been playing a ton of roadhog and winston which are two characters that i don't play an awful lot but uh winston i'm finally starting to get the hang of him um and he really does destroy it lower, lower ranks like the squishies just don't know what how to deal with it at all uh which is really cool and then uh, roadhog hooks of course trying to get the proficiency and the roadhog hooks going in the new meta uh, which is the yoink and oink meta uh uh, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, mostly focusing on that, and uh, so far so good. Um, I do want to spend some more time on the PC. We're gonna have to start uh, setting up some time to to do that. So I need to get my wrists and everything used to it um, because I just I don't know I get so That's sore. That's why you have these. Oh, is that what? Oh, fair enough. They're, they're compression gloves. Um, oh, it helps because I I'm on a computer all day at work. Ah. So this a it's really cold in my basement, so it's bad for my wrists. B, it just, my wrists have actually got, I don't have that same pain. Like when I started playing PC, I was complaining every day to Tom, like, my wrists fucking hurt. <laughs> I'm going to die. And then, no, that doesn't really happen anymore. So just get some of these. I'll I know people are going to make fun of you, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> no one can see me in my basement. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So I, I plan on doing some more of that as well. Um, I'm excited to, to get around zen on pc most of all that's the character i'm, I'm gonna hard focus on uh for a while anyway it, it took um, me a while to feel like i feel like i'm kind of good on him again it takes a while He's, yeah there's it a, feels different projectile on pc feels so different I don't it know does what it, is. it does and also just in general like i'm so used to the the movement of an analog stick that just just even now using the mouse for precision is is hard for me so um my mechanics really do need a, a, a top up all right so uh great so you've been mostly focusing on support uh i've been mostly focusing on tanks i also forgot when you were mentioning tanks i forgot that before ptr i was doing a bunch of wrecking ball and i also have been like if i have to play hog i feel like i can actually play hog now so there's that but it was mostly support i just wanted to add that little note <laughs> i am really a fan of the round boy tanks winston Roadhog and Wrecking Ball. Alrighty. So let's talk about Sigma. So Sigma, newest character in the game. Uh, really, really, really exciting launch. I think they did an excellent job of the reveal. Uh, he, I was super hyped for that video. Uh, so Sigma's real name is Sebrin de Cooper. Uh, how old is he? Let's do the guess his age uh, thing. What do you think? 62. He is 62. Uh, Did I get it right? He is 62. Right Fuck, on the I nail. just yeah. fucking guessed. <laughs> Damn. Nailed I it. actually got one right. I did not underestimate by like 20 fucking years for once. Nope. He's 62. You nailed it. Right on. I won Overwatch. <laughs> I'm Grandmaster. They just give you a, give yep. you a trophy. Now. That's how it works. Jeff He's Kaplan. He's a Dutch astrophysicist. His base is The Hague in Netherlands, which means that I assume that we're going to see The Hague as a map at some point. Uh, his affiliation is definitely talent currently uh is he yeah does he know that maybe not we're not sure uh he's definitely not necessarily lucid all the time he's definitely a little bit eccentric to say the least uh, so let's talk about his abilities so they're really exciting so the weapon is like an actual oddity isn't it like it doesn't fit into any he categories 20s 
right? <laughs> so, yeah. So hyperspheres, uh, their official names, uh, are splash projectiles. They do two charges per shot each, 60 direct damage, 10.5 to 35 splash damage, and 2.625 to 8.75 self damage. This projectile speed is 50 meters per second. The max range is 20 meters. Area of effect is a three meter explosion radius. The rate of fire is two charges per 1.5 seconds, and it can uh, headshot. So and they can bounce. I think they reuse some scatter arrow. I'm sorry. They use. They, I think they reuse some scatter arrow mechanics. I think just in general with uh, Sigma, they've reused some ideas they had on other heroes and refined them into him. Yeah, I can but see that. But these hyperspheres, they can go like. Yeah. They don't go too far because they're close range. They're very close range. Yeah. But they can bounce around. Like if there's someone in a room, you can hit them without even being able to see them. Like it just bounces around in that room. They're kind of like a mixture of like Zen's orbs and uh, and Junkrat's mines with some yeah some sort of um, bouncy capabilities. But they fire very in a very odd pattern. It's kind of like doom 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 doom. Like they're one after the other, it, like honestly, in two strikes. Like kind of weird. For anyone who may have played Destiny, honestly feels like a Destiny weapon. Mm. Like, it actually, the sound of it and everything, it feels like some sort of Destiny weapon, like an exotic weapon. And that's just what it feels like to me. And it, feel, like, it feels really good. I'm still kind of bad at the aim because my projectile is kind of sucky. But honestly, if you play Zen, you'll kind of get how to play Sigma, at least for the base mechanic. It has the arc of, like, the rivet gun, I think, for Torbjorn. It has a very similar arc in the projectile. I don't think it arcs, actually. It just goes straight. It feels like it. At least it did when I was playing on the PCR. I think that's your imagination, because I was actually using... I actually went to the training range just to kind of refresh myself. It goes straight on. Okay. But the way it bounces around, it does... Like, the way he moves his arm makes it kind of... A whole optical illusion make it look kind of like an arc but i believe they go straight on um so they do also have gravity uh, attached to them which means that they will slightly pull towards enemies being hurt by the explosion which is kind of interesting as well a little bit of a, of a i jerk. actually did not know that <laughs> yeah yeah if you try it on the robots in the uh, training center you'll actually see I they're getting did pulled actually notice that inwards. i did yeah. notice one of them moved i just assumed that it got damaged in a weird way and bugged mm, nope. but that's a thing that's a thing it Good for a little, uh, little sneaky wi- uh, head of wi- uh, widow headshots. Uh, you know, pulling people behind barriers, maybe. Um, experimental barrier, as we're speaking of barriers, a fifteen hundred health shield, which regenerates one hundred and seventy-five shields per second after being down for two seconds, sixteen point five meters per second, and max range of infinite. Uh, area of effects: four point five meter high, five meter wide at the poles, curves to seven meters in the middle. Casting time: zero point two seconds. Uh, duration until destroyed or cancelled, and then five-second cooldown if destroyed. Uh, one of the more interesting things, the experimental barrier, wouldn't you say? This, and if any of you remember, a long time ago in Symmetra, one of the many reworks she had is that she could throw a shield in front of her. Now, I think they, again, reuse some of these mechanics, because what Sigma does is he pushes a shield, and if you hold, you have to hold the ability button, it continues moving forward until you let it go, yeah. or it hits something. It doesn't blow up if it hits something. It just stops right in front of it. Right. But you basically can push it forward, and you can immediately take it back. Yeah. Like, you can just keep moving around and and pushing it. Also, apparently, this is what I've heard from somebody. I haven't actually tested it. It moves at the same rate as Reinhardt does while charging. Really? Interesting. I didn't know that. Keep this in mind, you sneaky fucks. (laughs) You could really fuck up a bastion if you wanted to. Um... 
Also, uh, I was playing with someone that was using it uh, spectacularly well against a Widowmaker. Like, oh, yes. Just every time this widow set up, he would just go, whoop, and just throw this fucking barrier, right, like two inches from her nose, and then she'd have to, re- you know, relocate. He'd just pull it back and then whack it back out. It was it was really clever play, actually. Um, so, uh, the experimental barrier, upon activation, the barrier moves forward by holding down the ability key, as Tegrado mentioned. Uh, walls will block the barrier's path if the center of the barrier is blocked. The barrier will coast along the ground if the angle down is 45 or lower. The barrier can be removed by pressing the ability key again keeping all of its remaining health the barrier is destroyed if it goes out of bounds and the barrier is automatically removed upon sigma's death um so that's the experimental barrier one of the cooler abilities that he has kinetic grasp um otherwise known as kind of like d matrix uh health 40 percent of damage absorbed is converted to temporary shields with a max of 400 the duration is for two seconds and the cooldown is for 13 so essentially uh he kind of does this weird thing with his hand he goes and then anything that's being fired at him during that time he holds on to and converts into shields um what do you think of this one he basically does what every like supervillain movie does when they're about to touch some powerful object they're like that's exactly what he does right it's exactly that's exactly what it sounds like except he sucks stuff in instead of like trying to reach for something anyway i think he's i think it's really cool i think it's it's one of nice. the um... i haven't actually used it to eat an alt yet but i know it can i've more used it as my shield's about to go down i'm going to use this to get at a dodge i right. don't know if that's the right way to go about it yet but that's how i've been using it well what was interesting was that jeff had mentioned that um it did not eat ultimate abilities on the chat with Seagull. He was there for Seagull's birthday when they were streaming it. And, uh, yeah, he was wrong. <laughs> so it does. It absolutely does. And actually, uh, an employee corrected that later on. But, yeah, so it negates frontal incoming projectiles, including ultimate abilities such as Graviton Surge, Blizzard, and Dragon Strike. Uh, it blocks Chain Hook and Whip Shot. Some abilities are assigned values due to their unorthodox nature. For example, Biotic Orb is credited as 100 damage, which converts to 40 shields. Curiously, this includes the healing Biotic Orb, despite the fact that it does not damage, and other healing projectiles like Biotic Launcher's Alternative Fire do not grant shields. Uh, so, interesting side note on the kinetic grasp and then the uh the spectacularly well-named but i guarantee you no one will call it anything other than rock accretion uh which is a splash <laughs> projectile damage 80 direct damage 15 to 50 splash and self damage 37.5 meters per second uh projectile speed four meters knockback direct 1.2 meters knockback splash and two meters knockback self so uh the one of the interesting parts about this rock before i continue is that basically as as far away as you hit somebody with it the more fucked up they're going to get by it so like it'll get like from a knockback effect up close to like a complete stun at distance so it's kind of like yeah it rewards you by you know hitting a further away target which is actually hard to do because it's very weirdly um put together it's designed it's for a, close range you it's know? a charge shot so you yeah. do have to lead it a bit um yeah. but you can seriously get 
He's not really great for dive heroes, but you can kind of fuck off a Doomfist if your team is with you. Right, yeah. I mean, I I mostly used it on, like, Genjis that were coming in, you know, at speed. Oh, yeah. Uh, 2.5 meter explosion radius on that bad boy. Casting time, 0.75, minus 0.75 seconds, and duration, minus 0.53 second knockdown, 10 second cooldown. Uh, it does ignore uh, deflect, defense matrix, and kinetic grasp, which is interesting. Uh, it knocks down upon direct hit. Uh, the further away the target is horizontally the longer the knockdown duration will be as i stated before and then his ultimate ability the gravitic flux um what is it he says when he pulls it it's like the universe is calling me or something no, like that it's no real. he says what is that That's, melody it's so good i love his fucking his voice because, actor. like the music is torturing him right so, uh, Graphitic Flux, uh, it is an Air of Effect uh, ultimate. It does 50 damage upon the lift and 50% max HP on the slam. The max range is 35 meters and the area of effect is 7. Casting time is minus 1.3 seconds. Duration is up to 5 seconds to select the area, 2 seconds to lift. Uh, and essentially what it does, for those of you that have uh, not yet seen it, is it creates a large kind of area of effect, much the same as uh, Doomfist's ultimate ability, and then and rather than slamming down on it, it actually lifts everything in that circle upwards into the air, suspends them there for probably a second or two while your, you know, your team just has a shooting gallery, basically. And then it slams them to the floor where it does uh, half their max HP. So not what they have at that moment in time. So you can kill them with it, but half their max HP. So uh, you can you get some serious like 3K, 4K uh, kills with that bad boy. Um, and it's it's cool. I really like his ultimate. How do you feel about it? Now, I would caution about that last point you just made. I don't think it's really going to be a team kill. People are going to say, people have been saying like, oh, this is going to be like as powerful as grab. I don't really think so because it is kind of easy to avoid. Yeah, it's easier than grab, I would say. This is kind of of it. Yeah. You're back. Connection. Okay. You can kind of get out of it. You can kind of get out of it if you yeah. are predicting it. It's not too difficult. Maybe that's just early days and people don't know how to use it. But I really do feel like it's not going to be that difficult to get out of as long as you have some mobility. But characters that yeah. don't have a lot of mobility are going to get fucked. On it. <laughs> I've seen a couple good, interesting uses of it. Uh, one of my favorites was uh, Point C on uh, King's Row where the the guy dropped down the big hole, you know, and then pulled ult and then flew up from the lava and lifted everyone from behind, which is awesome. I've also seen um, them C9 a payload with it, uh, literally just lifted the payload. Everyone removed from the payload. It had been on for so long over time. It just, uh, they won the game immediately because they just knocked Clever everyone stuff. off. It was Clever really stuff. fucked up, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so really, really good usages of uh, this ult, of course, stacking it with other ults also, like McCree's Deadeye, like, perfect for that, although it can also go against you if a McCree pulls Deadeye on you in the air. I also feel like, and this is a consensus, pretty much a consensus I've heard of a lot of people, it might be difficult to charge against a bunker, but you can fuck up a Bastion. Oh, yeah. So nicely. Like, you lift that Bastion away from shields and everything, just shoot the Bastion. Yeah. Like, this is why I say it's going to be very good for taking out a very specific target, or two, or sometimes three. Or just, like, cleaning up kills. Like, if a bunch of people are alone, you have to be distracted, you might be able to do that. But I don't think it's going to be, like, grav. Right. Um, but I think it's going to be very good for taking out, like, there's something really important that we need to kill that's lifted up into the air. Focus on that thing. 
Yeah, for sure. Get them. For sure. So, uh, yeah, so those are kind of uh, Sigma's, that's his kit. A little bit of his story, backstory for you. So, uh, brilliant astrophysicist Dr. Sebrin de Kuiper's life changed forever when an experiment gone wrong gave him the ability to control gravity. Now Talon manipulates him to their own ends. Dr. Cooper was considered a pioneer in his field. His life's work involved devising a way to harness the power of gravity. Equally known for his groundbreaking research and eccentric personality, he conducted most of his studies from his lab in The Hague. Believing that he was close to achieving his goal, he performed his most important experiment on an internal space station. But something went wrong. Triggering the brief formation of a black hole, de Cooper was only exposed to its power for a moment, but he suffered serious psychological damage. The area around him began to experience strange fluctuations in gravity, peaking and dropping in time with his reactions. He had to be evacuated immediately. Upon returning to Earth, de Cooper was quarantined in a secret government facility between his ravings about the patterns of the universe, the psychic damage he sustained, and the gravitic anomalies happening around him, he was deemed unsafe and detained for years under the name Subject Sigma. Isolated and unable to control his powers, to Cooper retreated into his own mind. He thought he would never see the outside world again. Uh, and of course, he does go on to be abused by Talon uh, for their evil purposes. So, <clears throat> uh, that being said, Sigma Long is the story short, people. He's nuts. Yeah, he's a nuts. He's a nutso uh, astrophysicist, but uh, not just regular nuts. Like he's very interesting nuts. He's rich people nuts. He's Fraser nuts. You know what I mean? Like if Fraser went nuts, he'd be a little bit like Sigma. <laughs> Actually, I can see it. Right. That's I can, That's a good analogy. People are gonna be like, "Who the fuck's Fraser?" But I understood <laughs> that reference. I so get it. Freaking Kelsey Grammer. So he is Hero Thirty One. Uh, he was leaked four days before his official reveal on July eighteenth by the Mexican blog post detailing the new role queue feature. The image was tweeted by <laughs> Team Mexico of the Overwatch World Cup. Just just fucking Oops. with Blizzard. Uh, Sigma is the eighteenth letter of the Greek alphabet and has various uses as a symbol in science and mathematics. It's displayed on his inmate suit as subject Sigma. Sigma is currently the oldest character in the hero lineup. At the beginning of Sigma's origin story video, there are yellow letters that appear on the screen which spell out M. Dejerveb. When reversed, it spells Brevit Me, which is Dutch for Release Me. Uh, the number 31 is the Dutch international calling code. Blizzard has a campus in The Hague and as such has several Dutch employees both in Europe and North America, so they were able to consult with their employees on names and quotes and incorporated a lot of Dutch influences into the character. Sigma's hostile ultimate voice line, Het Universum Zingt for Mich, is the universe sings for me, uh, was contributed by Chris Metzen, who acted as a creative consultant for the origin story video. Uh, Sigma's hero select voice line, there is no obligation for the universe to make sense to you, is a quote from the famous astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, and he is most likely inspired in part by the Dutch scientist Gerard Cooper. So... Ooh. Yeah. I've always liked that line. It's like, there's no obligation for the universe to make sense to you. Yeah. He's dope. I like him a lot. I think he's, uh, I think, A, we needed a new shield tank. It was time. Uh, we definitely needed one. Um, I think that, I think he's f more fun to play because of the skill cap level on him. Like, like, you could see the difference with good Sigma players and people that are just using Sigma. Like, kind of how, like, at the beginning of when Wrecking Ball was released, you knew the people that had their 
you know, had had Wrecking Ball figured out and you knew the people that were just trying him because he was a new character. Uh, I feel like Sigma's a lot like that. Like, you can fuck everything up or because of his skill cap, just be basically useless Reinhardt. So, um... Yeah, so, I mean, I'm really, really excited for him to come out on the main game. Um, he doesn't really have much in the way of, like, voice lines or skins or anything, so we can't get too far into that. I guess what we could talk about, though, is how you think he'll affect the meta. Do you think uh, he's going to be a character that gets played a lot in Overwatch League upon release? I am not sure. I think he'll be very map-specific because he's very close range, but I could honestly see him being used with, like, a double main tank thing. I could see him being used with Reinhardt in some cases. Double because shield. you can have the shields, like, overlapping. I've actually seen it used to great effect. Not so sure if that's how it's going to go, but he's going to be very close range. I think because he's not so fast, I don't know if he's he's not going to be great against dive, but if you have other anti-dive heroes with you, I think you can overcome that. So I do think it's going to be like kind of a very close-knit comp. Maybe we have some flankers. How do, you, uh, how do you feel about the fact that a lot of people have said that he, they feel like he was made as a companion tank to Wrecking Ball? I could see that because of the fucking of gravity. I could see him being good at Wrecking Ball because Wrecking Ball has a bit more range. Um, the one thing that I don't know how it will work, oh, this is just a Wrecking Ball thing in general, though, is that Wrecking Ball... It's fast, very fast. Sigma is very slow. Right. So you, but I think you could have like, an interesting contrast there, but we'll have to see yeah. how it works. In. I really want to try it. I've not been able to try it. I could see both ways it working very well and it not working very well at all. I think, I think it's really going to depend on who's playing what. It's kind of, it's weird because it's almost like a reverse, uh, reverse roles situation because typically like in your tank duos, you have the main tank and the off tank. I almost feel like this is a reverse. So whereas people had previously classified Wrecking Bull as a main tank uh, for his skill set, even though he doesn't have a, a shield that can protect anyone else, Else, and Sigma is invariably more similar to a main tank than Wrecking Ball. Sigma plays more like an off tank, and Wrecking Ball still plays like a main tank. So it's like it's like if you're gonna have Wrecking Ball and run that for the utility of chaos, which is what Wrecking Ball is, he is the utility of chaos, just like Doomfist, sowing seeds of distrust and you know smashing the back line, and that's all all of what Wrecking Ball is about. Then you have Sigma, who is counterbalancing that play by providing like steady medium to short range attack keeping the shields up for people that you know are not anywhere near uh the mouse or the 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 <laughs> sorry the gopher or whatever the fuck he is um hamster there you go and um yeah so i feel like it's an interesting kind of like dynamic between those two uh so i i yeah i actually think that's an interesting combination not to mention imagine mines with his ultimate that would be pretty fun yes it would because you could lift people up right? in the air, deploy the mines, and have them slam down into right? mines. So if they don't get killed by That's the mines, they get killed by the mines. That is That's actually a good point. Death from above. I could also see potentially. I don't know how well it'll work out because the shield's not as powerful as Reinhardt, but maybe Diva Sigma. You'll just eat all the projectiles. They, yeah. The enemy team can will sit there and be like, mitigation. "Might as well not even shoot because <laughs> fuck this." It's a lot of damage mitigation, you're right. That would be interesting to see but if you could just that. negate a bunch of ults. Here's the thing. I think he's going to be useful with a lot of different tanks, and he could, like, some things will obviously better, be better than others. We still have to find out. But there's a lot of potential 
I think, again, he's going to be pretty close range, close-knit pumps. I see it as a specialist position. I see it as, like, something, like, someone's going to come yes. along, like, aiming and just kind of, like, own this role and just show everyone oh, yeah. how it's done. Same as Rascal on Batiste. You know, it's going to be one it's of those... Yeah, exactly. It's, someone's going to come along and just be like, no, this is how you Sigma, bitch. And then, like, it's going to be just open the doors and people are going to be like, wow, so that's how you're supposed to play him. Um, so I assume that's going to be, like, a moment of clarity here at some point. But, yeah, really excited. Um, great new character, great new story, great new abilities, like just lots of good stuff. So really, really pumped for Sigma to get released. And that's our show. So that's the, uh, that's this week. That's episode eight of uh, Hero Recall. Um, thanks for joining us for this one. A lot of stuff has changed. So uh, somehow we managed to keep it shorter than usual, though. So we're doing something right. We're trying to keep the time down for you. I feel like we always kind of like accidentally push this like hour and a half, hour, 45 minute bench because we have so much to talk about. But we're trying to be better about cutting certain things um, so we have more time to dig into the important things. So hopefully that's working out for you guys. Let us know, of course, um, in the comments, um, you know, what you enjoy about the show, uh, what you want to see more of, any suggestions you have, like any kind of games you want us to play. I'm down. I'm down for any of it. Um, but yeah, so anything you want to uh, mention there since you're going to be, we're going to be off air for a little while till we get back for the next episode? Um, I don't know. <laughs> have fun. I don't know. Let's. Good luck. Have I fun. don't know. Just good luck learning Sigma and uh, be nice to each other. <laughs> Yay. Be nice to, every, <laughs> to each other. I love it. Alrighty. So uh, seize the day like Fraggy seized uh, Boston Uprising on map four. And uh, you have a lovely rest of your week because the world needs more heroes like you. See you next time. Bye bye.